I'm, I'm going to shoot you. So mm. that way I can go home tonight and have dinner with my family. You see this? Huh? Huh? You see this? Welcome to Movie Mugging, the father and son podcast that's got a trump full of amps, motherfucker. I hate that song. <laughs> I know you do. <sighs> it's a funny song. It's yeah, it's by... Uh, it's not even funny. I kind of like it. Yeah, I know you do. It's, uh, <laughs> it's disappointing. It's by a band called Self, and it's called Truck Full of Amps. Mm. It's it's unlike anything you've ever heard before. I guarantee that. The name's Self, because that's the only person that likes their music. <laughs> I haven't heard anything else by them. <laughs> Probably for the best. Any song that says motherfucker in it, I'm I'm gonna give a, a fair listen to though. I mean, they don't even say motherfucker. They're, it's like it's gross the no. way they say it. It's cringy the way they say it. Dude, don't you dare. I'm just wanna play the motherfucker part. Don't you dare. That's good stuff, man. Uh, you I like just, it a little bit. I hate the way that he does it. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode 120. Wow. Another milestone, but not really. And yeah, not, not really. really. All right, well, I got nothing pressing about 120, so uh, what do you say? It's uh, lobby time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. All right. So last week I talked about uh, Patrick Mahomes and how much money he makes. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who didn't listen, he signed a uh, 10-year contract for $503 million. He makes uh, $1.60 per second, $96 per minute. So when Patrick Mahomes sat down and kicked up his feet and uh, put his earbuds in and listened to episode number 119, which was Risky Business, he made $5,797.60. It's insane. It is insane. It's absolutely insane. All right, next, I started reading a book. It is called My Life of Crime, Redemption, and Hollywood by Danny Trejo. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you a little bit about it. The first 50 pages or so is, is all about his time in prison. Dude was fucking badass. He basically ran the prisons that he was in. Yeah. And he was in San Quentin. He was just, he was in a lot of prisons, some of maximum security. And I don't want to get too much into it, but like I said, he ran the place. I, I told you one of the stories about there was a guy that came in and he could read people right away. He knew... If you were somebody to be taken advantage of, mm -hmm. um, he definitely took advantage of people. <laughs> um, there was one guy, and uh, he could tell that he didn't know what he was doing. So he was like, you need any help? And the guy was like, no. And so later on, the dude was in the shower by himself, and Danny Trejo sent like three or four burly guys in there and had him get erect ahead of time. Oh, so nice. you get three big badass Fucked motherfuckers up. coming in there with hard-ons, and then uh, the guy's thinking he's about to get raped, and then Danny Trejo walks in, and uh, the four guys look at him and walk out. Of course, it's all set up. Yeah. And then, you know, Danny Trejo's got the guy, and the guy's going to do whatever Danny Trejo wants him to do. 
But there was a great quote in the book about how Danny Trejo used to be before he went to prison. And probably one of the reasons that he went to prison, he was so out of control. Um, He's talking about fighting. He says, I didn't fight to gain respect. I fought to win. I took a sick pleasure in it. I respected people who showed me respect, but if they didn't, I wanted whoever fucked with me to wake up years in the future when they were old and walking with a cane to look at their faces in the mirror, see the deep, ugly scars, and remember the huge mistake they made one afternoon long ago when they messed with Danny Trejo. Wow. <laughs> he seemed like an angry person, Ooh, maybe. Man, he was so angry. <laughs> so angry. He did not give a fuck. Uh, there's another story in there where um, he he was in prison with uh, Charles Manson. It was before Charles Manson was the Charles Manson yeah. that everybody knows. They just said he was this scrawny, poor-looking, dirty white boy. And they like he got to a point where he started kind of protecting people like that as well. His heart started to change. But Charles Manson said, I can hypnotize you into thinking that you're getting high. And he just walked him through this whole thing about, you know, close your eyes and just took him through it. And and Trejo was like, man, I could even taste that taste of heroin like in my mouth when, crazy. When, when Manson took us through that. So uh, I can't wait to to finish the book. Based on the first 50, 60 pages, man, I highly recommend it. That dude's a really interesting guy, really interesting guy. And I can't wait to hear how he got into Hollywood. Yeah, he had to have known somebody. I don't know. I think if you're a movie maker and you see that dude walking down the street and you're making some kind of crazy movie where you need a badass or a bad villain, <laughs> I think like I'm it. stopping the guy and I'm giving you my card and I'm saying, call me, man. I, I think I have a job for you. Hey, you look the part. Let's see if you can act good enough and then right? boom, you got it. Because I think the documentary about him is called Inmate Number One. And I think all his early roles, he was basically playing an inmate or or a gangbanger or something like that. He was good at it because yeah. it's what he did. Right? Man, so good. And I find him to be such an interesting human being. Guess how tall he is? I feel like he's not that tall. He's 5'6". I was going to say, I feel like he's like 5'7 or 8 or something. I think he's the tallest 5'6 in the world because I feel like even if I was 6'1, I feel like he would be towering over me. <laughs> right? Yeah. And they never made him look small in movies. No, no. But, you know, Tom Cruise looks average height too. And I think he's a. Uh, oh. Let me see how tall Tom Cruise is real quick. And then we'll, we'll move along. Actually, you know what? I think, uh, let me see if I still have it. I do still have it. So. For whatever reason, I think when we were watching a Tom Cruise movie a long time ago, I, I wrote down his height, and then I looked up a bunch of other actors just to kind of see what their mm-hmm. heights were, too. So we'll go through this really, really quick. So Tom Cruise is 5'7". Okay. So definitely shorter than the average man. All right, let's see. Guess who is taller between um, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Steven Seagal? Shit, I hope Steven Seagal's the shortest. All right, so Schwarzenegger... Stallone and Seagal. Stallone is the shortest. I'm going to say Arnold is the tallest, and then Steven's in the middle. Sylvester Stallone is 5'10". Really? So he's my height. Um, height. Height? It's There's no H at the end. Well, there should be an H at the end. Height. Length. Length. Width and height. Height. It makes sense. I think it is a word, but that, I don't know. I'm, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, I stand by it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Arnold Schwarzenegger is six uh, two. See, I knew he was tall. I knew for a fact he was tall. Steven Seagal six four. He's a big badass. Oh yeah, a big round badass nowadays. 
All right, guess who is taller between these people? Brad Pitt, Harrison Ford, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis isn't that tall. Um, I want to say that Bruce Willis is like 5'9 or 5'10, which is, that's average or tall-ish. Um, you said Brad Pitt, Bruce Willis, and who? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Bruce Willis is the shortest. Harrison Ford's the tallest. Brad Pitt is 5'11". Okay. Bruce Willis is six foot. Really? Yep. Harrison Ford is six one. So I got the Harrison Ford part right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just go over a couple more. John Travolta is six two. Ryan Reynolds is six two, and Leonardo DiCaprio is six foot. So I, I just found it interesting. You know, I, I thought Stallone was was taller than than me, and I didn't <laughs> realize that Steven Seagal was six uh, four, a giant. Yeah. Uh, my manager or one of them is five seven. And then I, I went to school with a guy who's six foot eight. Damn. That was crazy. See, that's crazy. When when I was in high school, I think we had a guy who was like six two and he was taller than anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And he could come close to dunking a basketball. Nobody no nobody could dunk basketballs when I was in high school. Now you got kids that are five eight that are doing one handed dunks in high school. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, that the six eight guy, he was he's the tallest person I've ever met. Probably not seen, but I was like friends with him. Yeah. So I saw him every day. I've been up next to uh professional basketball players before, and I think uh Robert Parrish was one of the tallest ones. I think he was like seven one. <laughs> and it was just incredible um standing next to him. Those back issues are real. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Lastly, several episodes ago I, I talked about a lady named Lisa Sparks. And uh, she huh. is the gangbang champion of the world. She slept with 919 men in a 24-hour period. Hmm. When I was looking up information on her, I found like some other like sexual-type records. And so I just wanted to go over a couple of those today and then uh, come back later, and I'll go over a couple more. Okay. So I'd like to start with the uh, longest penis. Oh, uh, I know it's over 13. It's like 13.4. Well, first of all, let me just tell you what animal has the largest penis. Oh. It, it, well, no, it's turtle. Turtle? Well, I... I turtle? Well, I... Okay, I, that was stupid. I was thinking turtles have the largest of what I've heard penis to body size proportion. There's like, no way. Their dick is like super big. I've never actually looked, but that's I, what I've heard. I'm going to call bullshit on that. Turtles having the biggest dick? Well, proportion to their like... Compared to their body size, I've never seen a turtle dick. It's like I mean, I don't, I haven't. I've either. seen lots of turtles. Do they hide it up in their shell somewhere? I don't know just... if it's like their neck. Like that's always what I've imagined it as because I heard that in like middle school right. or something. But you need to follow up on that, and then maybe next lobby time, let me know <laughs> what yeah. what has the biggest penis in relationship to its body size. All right, okay. there's your homework. Well, there's me. All right, so the uh, <laughs> the blue whale has a penis of uh, almost eight feet. Jeez. So that's taller than Steven Seagal. That's taller than, I feel like the tallest human ever was like eight three or eight five or something like yeah. that. Like, can you imagine being up next to uh, a blue whale's penis? I could probably climb inside of it. Probably could. I think you should. <laughs> All right, so what human being has the longest penis? Why did I say human being? It's obviously a man. <laughs> His name is Roberto Esquivel Cabrera from Mexico, and his penis measures 18.9 inches. 
<laughs> okay, so I was wrong. And it weighs two pounds. Wow. That's the weight. Your 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 heart cannot support that. What your heart? Two pounds of penis? Eighteen inch two pound <laughs> cock. I feel like when you get hard with that big of a dick, I feel like you're gonna be like half chubbed. Like you're not gonna be fully rocked. Oh, solid. you you're mean you're only gonna be able to get so much lift off and everything. Your heart you can't know? provide the amount of blood yeah, it takes to, to that's get what hard. I'm saying like your your dick is gonna be like partially hard, <laughs> partially soft, and also you're gonna only be able to put like a third of that in any person. It, exactly, it's like you're hurting me. I now have internal bleeding or some shit like that. Yeah, it it says uh, that he refused to get a reduction. Uh, therefore, he's registered as disabled. It said he wants to become a porn star. However, he will have to face one problem. He never had sex because his penis is too big. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking just the tip, his just the tip is my full penis size, probably. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not very big, Jack. And I'm painfully average. <laughs> uh, not painfully average. Yeah. I'm happy with what I got. In middle school, everyone talked about, oh, big dick, small dick, all that. So there was always like that, oh, crap, I feel like I have a tiny dick. Mm -hmm. And then you grow up and you realize, I got I got something that's fine, <laughs> you know? Did you ever kind of play with it a little bit before you went in the shower just so it would appear to be bigger? Like locker room? Yeah, just like no. go in the bathroom or something and just kind of stroke it a little bit. Like just while to, I'm alone? Yeah, just to oh, make well, it a little bit bigger before you walk in the shower. Why would I care how big my dick looks when I'm just going to go shower? Because everybody's going to see your dick. And, okay. and if, it's, if it's like small, you know, if you're having yeah. one of those days so where, room where, you're talking where about. it's shy, you just go in a stall Why and you I just kind of do that. I don't know. I mean, I haven't either. So I never gave a single shit about that. Yeah, me, me either. That's just, I just made that up. Don't worry about it. All right. So next, let's move on to uh, the loudest penis. <laughs> What? What, like slapping something or <laughs> no. ejaculation noise? No, 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 no. This is a bug, so it just, uh, it, oh. it, you know, it's like one of those, what, what was it, one of those shrimp or something that can, like, scream up to a thousand <laughs> decibels or something like this. So, uh, let's see, this a is a... Uh, can scream? I don't know. We talked about it at one point. Like, there's some shrimp that can make a noise so loud. We were oh, talking about drinking their semen. water boiling yeah. thing, yeah. All right, so this is a, uh, it's called a boatman a very small uh, aquatic freshwater insect. It rubs its penis against its abdomen to produce a sound as loud as almost 100 decibels, which is just as loud as a jet taking off. said decibels? No, I said decibels. <laughs> yeah. It does this to, to attract uh, the females. So mm. basically it rubs its dick on its stomach, So, mm. which uh, Roberto would obviously have no problem doing. He, he could titty fuck himself, I think. He probably could. All right, now let's move on to um, what's known as double penis. Double penis. It's called def defalia. De I guess phalia, like phallic defalia. Defalia. So someone's born with two dicks. Yes. Mm. It's a rare condition that occurs when a male baby is born with duplication of the penis. <laughs> Most males with this condition will have two penises of about the same size located side by side. Some males will have a larger penis located above a second smaller penis. And that'd be a very easy way to get a dick increase or whatever you call it. What do you mean? So they like one, oh, I want this removed, but 
both of my wieners are two inches combined. Ah. So let me just stack one on top of the other. Stack them. Chop the head off one of them, the one that's most in the center, and then you stack the other one on top. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought of do you have to beat both your dicks? Do you have to beat both your dicks? So if you're masturbating, okay, well, both of them come? Well, I'll what? get to that. I'll get to that. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> let's see. It says males with this are often able to urinate through one or both penises. <laughs> that would be a cool party <laughs> trick. <laughs> doot, doot. They may also be able to have erections and ejaculate with one or both penises. <laughs> <laughs> you just do both your hands. Double fisted. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There is a man, uh, he goes by the name of Triple D. He published <laughs> a book. Dicks. He published a book called Double Header, My Life with Two Penises, in which he gives a full account of how he copes with it. He claims to have had more than 1,000 sexual partners. Let's see. Um, what the hell? That's so strange. He says uh, both penises are, are fully functioning. He can urinate and ejaculate through both at the same time. Could you pee out of one and come out of the other? I can't, at the same time. I don't think so. You can't pee with a heart on. Yeah, but do do his dicks get hard separately? There, There's more homework for you. Learn more about this and report back next week. Let's see. Um, he says that uh, he lost his virginity to his right penis, but eventually learned to use the left. So When he said to his right penis, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, you... <laughs> Yeah, I lost my virginity to my penis. Uh, How does that sound to you? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that uh, if he made a a fans only, only fans. Why do I always get that wrong? Or if he decided to to do porn, there would be a uh, a group of people who would be into watching that. I mean, that's probably why he's had over a thousand sexual partners because there's kinks. Would people are like, wow, double dick? Sure. mm -hmm. Would you just for the sake of seeing it? watch a porn that he was in yeah just so i could see what the <laughs> double dick looks like yeah it, that would just be surreal i'm sure you could google i don't think you could call it double dicking or something because mm-hmm. that would be something completely different but well, I, mean, I don't have to watch a porn of it i could just watch and i probably would watch a porn of it just to see like what does the other person do <laughs> like what do, do they do like the are they milking a cow or <laughs> Are they putting one in their mouth or both in their mouth? If you have a double-decker <laughs> cock, is there pussy and butthole hey, stuff going on? Wow. Okay, and so he could really... Right when you said it, there's solo double penetration. Yeah. Or only duo. Duo double penetration, not a trio. I think that he could really give women something that other men can't give. Well, if he turns sideways, because you said he has a left and right penis, so he'd have to turn sideways. <laughs> Do you think that's something that he tells people right away when he starts dating them? Well, I mean, he's either one of those people who's like, I got to hide this for as long as possible, which makes no sense. Yeah. I would hope if he's read, if he's written a book on it, then he tells them. It's probably on his Tinder profile. I have two dicks. It's like he does CrossFit. He just goes around and tells everybody. I mean, yeah, I feel like you'd be stupid not to. Well, don't tell everybody, but like... If you're dating somebody and you're seeing sex in the future or a serious relationship, you just tell them. Yeah. Because it's like if you're hiding something and it's better to tell them than to let them be surprised two months later or something. 
would you be upset if you were dating a girl and then y'all were about to do it and she's like, uh, I got two vaginas, Jack? <laughs> Probably not. No, I think I'd be cool with that. I'd be but, like, okay, but I'd just be like, I'd find it weird. I, I feel like a woman would be a lot more, uh, ew, about two dicks than a guy would be about <laughs> uh, two vaginas. I wonder if that's a thing, two vaginas. I wonder if anyone with two dicks has like gotten married to someone with two vaginas. Wow. There's your homework, Jack. Look that up oh and report gosh. back next week for lobby time. All right, you got anything else? I don't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Jack will unveil today's shitty uh, today's movie. <laughs> okay, so today's movie came out in 2010. It's rated R, runtime of one hour and 59 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 100%, while the audience gave it a 90%. Wow. IMDb gave this 7.8 out of 10 stars. Okay. The Mormon mothers tell us that there are eight uses of bitch <laughs> and 60, I think it was two, but I, I hit three. Uh, I think 62 uses of fuck and other crass profanities. Crass. <laughs> and that a woman is seen injecting a needle into her ankle. This movie is called The Man from Nowhere. The Man? I've not heard of this. <laughs> cool. I'm glad. Okay. I'm optimistic. And curious, I'm sure. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, almost an 8 on IMDb. Yeah. Did you pick a good movie, Jack? <laughs> I think so. Wow. All right, man. Well, I'm excited. Uh, so uh, let's get right after it. Let's do this. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2010's The Man from Nowhere. Yep. Uh, first of all, what did you search to find this movie? It was on my list. Oh. Do you, it was number 21 on my list of over 30. Do you remember what you searched in order to find this? Because that's where all your movies basically come from, is oh, I typed in hectic action mm, movie or badass so dude with a knife or... Hard Boiled was with it. It was like 21 and 22 or something. So I guess I searched awesome action movie or something <laughs> like that or revenge action movie so some shit like that okay it's a, a korean movie as yeah, uh, a as korean action movie <laughs> as soon Jack? As, what i know as as soon as i saw that it was subtitled in korean i was like oh shit <laughs> i started laughing because i just remember a bittersweet life and hard-boiled and it uh yeah. it hadn't fared well for you in the past regarding uh korean action movies and I want to say that I think Bittersweet Life also had like a 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Well, this movie did as well, but only eight people from Rotten Tomatoes, like eight official Rotten Tomatoes uh, reviewers had scored it. So that's eight 100s, and then over 5,000 people had put theirs, so the audience score was 90. Yeah, A Bittersweet Life, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So if I'd have known that going into this, like I got excited when you said when you said uh, 100, <laughs> and then you said 7.9, I think, on IMDb. It 0.8. A Bittersweet Life got 7.5. So basically pretty much the exact same scores Yeah, for A Bittersweet Life and uh, a man, The Man from Nowhere. So, so, But The Bittersweet Life was worse than this. Oh, yeah, we well, gave... So the bittersweet... What was he even fighting for in that movie? 
Because he like had tea with his boss, who's like a grandpa kind of guy, right? It's, which is the one where hard boiled is a cop and his partner gets killed? Okay, in the in the bird cage which, tea which, house. Yeah, yeah. So this one wasn't he protecting? Didn't he protect somebody's girlfriend or something? And yeah. so a bunch of badasses, uh, like the mob or something, wanted to kill him. Or... Yeah, he was he was protecting the girl who played the violin or whatever. Yeah, I know we gave it. I gave it a fifty-five. You gave it a forty-two. <laughs> I was pissed. Yeah. All right. Let me give it the fifty cent tour. This had a lot of moving parts. So my fifty cent tour. You may... can make it very straightforward, well, but you'll have to leave some stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna have to just as quick as I can. The uh, the what the internet has to say is is really really good and just sums it up so quickly. So this story is about a uh, a mysterious man who works a, a pawn shop, mm-hmm. and there's this little girl who's trying to befriend him. Um, her mom's a, a drug addict and and stripper, and so the little girl's on her own all the time, and he. He looks out for her without really looking out for her, looking out for her, or without showing her really any kind of affection. Yeah. Um, because it turns out his his wife and unborn kid were killed, and I think it kind of shut off his, uh, his, his... He was afraid. Yeah, shut off the emotional side of him. So his neighbor, the girl's mom, steals a bunch of heroin from some drug-dealing mob or something like that, and she has a partner. The drugs end up at the pawn shop's place, People come to collect it. He fucks somebody up. Uh, they take the drugs. Then they call him to do some things, and they try to set up somebody. Uh, I, I know this isn't making a lot of sense, but yeah. But then, <laughs> like he's he's a badass. He's got this military past where he was like super soldier from 1998 to 2006. He has no records, and everything was on lockdown in this file. He did some heavy shit. Yeah, he, he's a he's one of those badasses that. Just gets unlocked. He was a special agent. It happens in a lot of movies. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's been done before. They go dormant, and then they have to wake up mm-hmm. like nobody. Yeah, exactly. Nowhere and nobody. Wow. Huh. So they end up coming and kidnapping the mom and the daughter. They kill the mom, harvest her organs, and then they send the girl to a place where there's a whole bunch of other girls, and they're waiting for them to grow up so they can harvest their organs Mm. or take their retinas, 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 and sell them. So they have their drug dealers, and they harvest organs and sell them. And there's like a a whole bunch of them. It's very lucrative, but I don't think I'd ever want in that business. You don't think? Or (laughs) you're pretty sure no? I what do you mean? Those are about this. You said you don't think, or you're pretty sure no. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to do that. There was urban legend for a while, and I, I think it was just urban legend that that like really hot girls w- would pick up guys and like take them home and drug them, and then they would wake up like in a bathtub with a big stitch yep, on their side and like a note that said like I took your kidney. Here's how to take care of yourself or something like that. And I feel like that's urban legend. It had to be real at least once. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you, you see, the like in Book of Eli, they use the lady as the bait. And then the row, they think, oh, someone's going to come and try to fuck her or something. Or take her away, whatever. It, that's <laughs> easy bait. A dude will get snagged on it. Oh, yeah. It, that's just, it's 100% a fact. Not that girl in Book of Eli, though. She was... That was... Dude, it's a nuclear fallout. You hadn't seen a woman in eight years. And yeah, she was gross because nuclear fallout. I'm sure... Yeah. She, like, she's seen better days, but... I'm I'm still beating it. 
<laughs> with your gritty hand. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm blind. I don't know the difference, right? Oh yeah, true. Hey, great way to spoil that whole movie. For yeah. Everybody. Oh shit. Fuck. Um. Yeah. No. I just I just sit on my hand till it falls asleep and just <laughs> have a good time yeah. with myself with the with my eyes closed. That's that's why I'm blind. Yeah. Because I just got my eyes closed. I'm, I don't want to see what the world really looks like in the post apocalyptic world. So I just close my eyes and I'm blind to it. Yeah. That's all I meant. It's 100% what I meant. In that book you're reading, you just like how the papers feel, right? I do. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> Plus, I've read it so many times, I've kind of got it memorized. Okay. Right? It's it's all up here. You could like lay down and wear like white pajama clothes and... And recite it. it. To somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, so he goes around and... and fucks up a whole lot of people and uh, ends up rescuing the girl at the end. And then he gets arrested. And yeah. presumably he's going to go to prison. But we don't really know. It kind of leaves that open. Yeah. I think, you know... I think that's fine. I think they'll figure out who he is, what he accomplished, that he was set up, and that he really... He took care of a lot of things the police needed to take care of anyway. Yeah, and... They were just drug dealers at first. Like, you didn't realize they were also harvesting organs. So he's really blowing the brains out of a bunch of drug dealers. And I was like... Cops will be pissed about that. But then you come to find out it's this big fucking organ harvesting ring. I mean, do you think the cops would look the other way if you murdered, like, a bunch of organ harvesters? I don't think they're allowed to look the other way, but they may not try too hard to uh, find who's doing it. Yeah, right? that, but, well, they found you. They, they have no excuse. Everyone knows that they found the person who did it, but I feel like they'll have to go easy. Well, the cops have no power over that. Oh, true. The cops just arrest you, and then they, uh, then it's up to the uh, the judge and uh, the jury. Oh, the jury would fucking love that person if he got a good lawyer. He he should get off. Yeah, he should true. get off. And I mean, you you've seen the clips of that one. It's the same judge. It's this older guy with white hair. And aren't all judges older guys with white hair? Well, I know not Judge Judy or Judge Joe Brown. I but... wish they'd start wearing the powdered wigs again. <laughs> but this guy, like. I don't know. It's it's like a smaller court, but there'll be like a guy and he'll be like, oh, I, I had these tickets and there's something happened. Like my daughter just died last week and I've just been trying to hold it together. And he'll be yeah. like, you know what? Just forget all those tickets. I'll wipe them all away. And the person's like, really? I've seen that guy. He's got yeah. like a, a New York accent. Yeah. You mean you've been taking your, your son to go get dialysis? And yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, good. those parking tickets? Okay. But I've also seen the opposite where some stupid, there was like a teenage girl, I want to say, gave him a ton of attitude. And she kept talking and he'd add like another month or three months or something every time she talked back. Yeah. You got to show respect to judges. Oh fuck yeah! If you don't, you're stupid. You're, yeah, Your you're, life is in their hands. Yeah, you're, you're fucking literally. You're a fucking <laughs> idiot if you don't treat them with respect. Yeah. All right. Let's see what the internet has to say. Uh, it says a quiet pawn shopkeeper with a violent past takes on a drug and organ trafficking ring in hope of saving a child who is his only friend. Yeah, and kind of like a daughter figure because he did lose his kid. I don't know. They didn't say if it was a boy or a girl, but. Either way, it's kind of like his family. Mm -hmm. This movie did have a lot of moving parts. There were a whole lot of people involved, and I was having a hard time keeping up with, are those bad guy drug dealers or are those cops? I didn't or have an this, issue with that. Is this another, like, how many crime families were involved in this? At least two, right? Um, 
Because, like, some people... Yeah, there were, there were two sides. Yeah. So, initially, the mom and the daughter get kidnapped by the big bad guy side. We'll just call them the big bad guys. I don't know. The, the main bad guys. The two brothers. Okay. And they're like, hey, go do this delivery to the pawn shop guy. And No, they told the pawn shop guy to go do the delivery. Yeah, they're like, hey, yeah, go do this, and you'll we'll give them back to you because you care about them. But they set them up. And so that all that heroin or whatever he took to the rival drug dealer's place at the golf, it's like Top Golf, whatever. Mm-hmm. He took it there, and then they called the cops and like, "Hey, there's a ton of drugs there," and that's why all the cops showed up. And then because, uh, why did they need to include another crime family? Well, there were competition. There were there was some sort of mix up with the the drugs. Two different sides got involved, and it, so they got pissed. They're like, "You fucked with our drugs." So we send the main character there, call in a drug bust, you're out of there. It just made it too convoluted for me. It just added on but that another was a very small part of the movie. It just kind of confused me. And it, it was just more players and more moving parts. And I just found it to be unnecessary. See, I, I didn't see it like that. I just, whether I knew the exact reason why the second party was involved or not. I didn't really care. I mean, do they really need a motive so to, you, to fuck up a, their their rival drug dealers? So you always knew whoever was on the screen exactly who they were and yeah. exactly who they worked for? Really? Yeah. I just couldn't keep up. So therefore, I found having two crime families just not helpful and not, I don't know, it just, it, it, it just wasn't necessary. It just kind of confused me. Um, it did take a long time for this thing to really get going, too. They would feed you just a tiny bit and then string on a slower part and then they'd feed you more and then finally. They really spent the very first, it felt like 30 minutes pushing the little girl guy relationship on you to kind of pull at your heartstrings. Um, So pretty quick you knew that that she was going to get taken taken (laughs) and uh, and then he was going to have to go look for. I was fine with that. I mean, really, that's the best plot line you can really do for a movie like this. Just a balls-to-the-wall action, I gotta save this person and kill all these people. It's best if it's like a little girl that gets taken. <laughs> Just a family member in general, really. Yeah. Little girl is the best, though. It gets done. I mean, it's... Uh, this. <laughs> and there's a whole movie series called Taken about it, so... I've heard of that. I've heard <laughs> of too. that. Liam Neeson is not that believable as an action hero for me, though. I like him. And I like him, but I don't know. Like he doesn't look like one of those old guys who is strong. To me, he seems more like the like you watch AFV and there's like a guy golf swing and then falls down the hill. He's more of that kind of old man to me. And you put him in what Gangs of New York. I like him in that, but he's younger in that. You know what? I, I, so like America's he, Funniest Home Videos. No, I understand. Overswing. I see him more as like the. Uh, he doesn't look like he could really do too much. He does. He's not that actiony to me. Okay, but he's not he's old, not feeble, super, and yeah. swings at a golf ball and falls in a pond. But it, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he's he's too much in the like middle or towards the like a, he doesn't look like he'd do shit side. But that's, if you have a little bit of doubt in your mind and they don't sell it to you good enough in the movie, it's not going to work. Well, they've obviously sold it good enough to have taken one, two, three, four, and he's in other movies where he's playing a badass as well. And yeah, but I mean, Steven Seagal has a ton of movies too, yeah, so. Good point. 
Who do you think looks like a bigger Van Damme? Who looks like a bigger badass between those three? Liam Neeson, Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme. All right, who's second? Steven Seagal. Liam Neeson. Neeson. Steven Seagal looks like you pull his ponytail and he starts crying. Uh, He breaks your arm, man. No, he doesn't. (laughs) No, in the movie that we watched, I never saw him like explicitly pull someone's arm down and their elbow go the wrong way. Uh, I showed you the wrong one. I know which one it is now. Yeah, and it's just it's. It's when he takes you on the Jamaicans. Not play that. It's when he takes on the Jamaicans. I, I'm waiting for you to play Borat two, and then I got some shit that I'm gonna be. Uh, I heard right. the Borat two is good. From who? Your friends? Yeah. The the same friend who who told you that uh, Braven was good. No. Okay. No. <laughs> but I mean, I think compared to uh, Liam Neeson, this guy was very badass. <laughs> Main character of this, I liked him a lot. Was this? Finally, the Korean badass that you've been waiting for. Yes. I, don't, this, I wasn't expecting what I got either. Is this what you hoped a bittersweet life would be? Is this what you hoped hard-boiled would be? Yes. Third, third it, time's it a charm. It really was. Because, I mean, I, I, I didn't know how far the fighting and stuff was going to go violence-wise. And it went further than I thought. And I don't know. He was more badass. I got the ending I wanted. Really, every, everything worked out. What made you decide after two Korean bombs <laughs> that you were just going to be like, you know what? It, was it risky business? You're like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? <laughs> no. And I'm just going to go for it again. You know, I don't need that motto. I've known that motto a while now. Clearly. But you put your hand on a hot stove and then you put your hand on a hot <laughs> stove again. It would seem like the third time you're not going to touch the hot stove. Oh, but it's it, red. I'm not going to touch it. It's hot. But it doesn't really matter to me. No. Just picking another movie. Uh, I pick shitty movies willy-nilly pretty much. Uh, so do you, is there ever a time when you're like, man, I'm gonna pick a good one this time? Or is it just like fuck, I'm rolling with this? Well, it's normally always just <laughs> fucking I'm rolling with this. But I normally have confidence. I don't yeah, you I do. don't I don't set out to pick a shitty movie for us both to watch. I don't set out for a bad time. I see something and I'm like oh, I think that could be good, or oh, that looks like fun, or oh, that looks like a good movie. I want to watch that. I mean, yeah, I'm never going to be like, all right, let's impress Vince today. Let's let's find something, because that's me setting the bar too high, and I'm going to get disappointed. That's what keeps this interesting, too, though, is I mean, I'm, I'm always like, what's it going to be tonight? You know, what's <laughs> yeah, it going to be? You never have any idea. Mm-mm. I don't really have any other Korean action flicks on my radar right now, so... I might have to find some more refill. You know, the plotline of the story has been done a bajillion times, but I think that it continues to work because everybody likes the idea of just some guy who's a fucking badass, but he's working in a pawn shop or he's he's working at a fucking Cinnabon. He's just or, an average Joe. Yeah, and then but he has all that talent and mm-hmm. all that badass skills that are just there, but he's given up that life for whatever reason. But at any moment, he can just flip a switch. I mean, I think if you're a guy, you wish you were that guy. Oh, yeah. You don't want to have to go through all the shit that they've been through, but you just wish (laughs) that you had all those skills that at a moment's notice, you're like, all right. And then you're just, you become the biggest badass in the room who can take out anybody with knife, a pull cue, a a slingshot, um, a a fork and spoon, and any kind of weapon. You can take it apart in like 30 seconds and put it back together. Yeah. There is a real life clip I saw that made me, that was like, a, I'll always remember it. 
there's a dude and him and his girlfriend are just walking down the street and there's these two drunk guys and one of them smacks her in the face and he just posts up. He's a, he was a boxer and he just keeps dishing out punches to their face and they'll like fall down and get back up and he'll slug them. And man, he broke cheekbones for sure. And then he just like, his girl was like, like looked like she was trying to hold him back. Like she's scared. Cause boxers aren't allowed to punch people. Really? They kind of fucked up cause you can kill them. That's think always that, what I've heard. That might be an urban legend. I think too. we've talked about. You this can before. defend yourself. I mean, you can't be like, I'm, "I'm a boxer, just gotta, you know, I gotta kick yeah, you if we fight." But he, I'll see if I can find it and show you later. But he just, he nails them, and they're like on their ass, just can't even move afterward, just so fucked up, and they just walk away. I'd love to be able to do that. Who wouldn't? But I mean, I feel like in real life, if that happened, I'd be like, "Fuck you guys!" <laughs> like, "Are you okay? Let's go!" <laughs> like, cause I can't. We, we don't want any problems. Also, yeah. two drunk guys on the corner of a, a street or whatever, they could have knives. They could have guns. Who knows? If you're drunk on the corner of the street, you're not very responsible. So you might just be dealing with shady shit. So I'm getting the fuck out of there. I'm not going to get my gut ripped open for anybody. Well, don't be walking down the street like with your girl late at night well, near an alley or whatever. In that, in that really? Video. Yeah. It's probably Russia. I mean the the guy <laughs> the uh the good guy was wearing like a full like track suit so oh okay so I th- it had to have been in Russia <laughs> but it, yeah he just bah, 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 bah. I think it's, it's the speed and efficiency is chilling in that video I, I it was I'll always remember it I think it's one of every man's fantasy to just be able to just beat ass <laughs> like you walk in a bar and you order a drink and then like a lot of people start fucking with you or something and you just take them all out <laughs> you know. It would be probably my number one. Well, actually, I, I mean, I'd probably wish for like a bunch of money and a guaranteed, like, comfortable life over being able to uh, walk in a building and know that I could 1v1 kill anybody there. Know that I'm the most powerful being in that, like, in any building I go in. That would be great. The security you would feel, you could just take people anywhere with you and you would know that, well, I can fuck anybody up in here. Like, I, I don't know. That'd be great. <laughs> I just wonder if that's a real storyline like this well, no, has ever happened. Just or? if there's, I just wonder if there's people like that out there. 100%. Like, that that you may have interacted with that you don't even know because they, they look like your typical dad, yeah. and but they can just fucking kill anybody with a fucking clothespin. I, I guarantee it. How cool would it be to... Just one of your friends, and you guys go fishing and stuff, or whatever, and and you you you're in the PTA together, and then one day you guys go to go to Chili's, and somebody comes in and and starts robbing the place, and when they come to your table to start taking your wallets, your your buddy just gets up and just fucks him up and fucks up the next guy and just has all these moves. I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna quit my job. Teach me now. <laughs> I don't value this job enough to pass up this opportunity. Tell me, teach me. I wish to be your pupil. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, that'd be cool. I would have obviously rather it been me doing the cool stuff. Please be my Mr. Miyagi. Because, like, some dude, uh, some dude, like, had, comes in with pantyhose on his head and a knife or something. I'd love to be able to punch him in the face and then stab him in the foot with the knife and then call the cops or something. I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. Like, you're not moving anywhere. Stab his hand to the wall. Like, man. If I'm ever in a fight and that's an opportunity to like to stab someone's hand to the bar counter, 
I don't know if I'll be able to pass it up. Oh, that would just be the coolest, wouldn't it? Their their hand is palmed down on the counter and stab, and their oh, their hand is fucked up. You'll never be able to use that hand the same again. We've seen that a few times in movies. Oh, it's so cool every time, though. Now, the shirt to the telephone pole, that is not cool. No. But the hand to the telephone pole, anything. Throwing the knife always makes it cornier. A good stab through the back of the hand, always the best option. How do you think you would do in a fight? Not good. I don't know. <laughs> like, I've never been in a fight. I'm 20, never been in a fight. I feel like I definitely looked like I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't really know how I would do with self-control. Because if I get in those situations, I know a long time ago, if I got in a fight, it would have been really bad. I would have had, like, I would have gotten in a lot of trouble for, like, hurt hurting people, I feel like. Because, I mean, I don't know how to fight, but I, I chew food all the time, so I can definitely bite someone or do some shit like that. I feel like my uh, my psycho stat was much higher back then, so I feel like I would have done something much stupider. But now, I don't know how I would do. Do you hope to ever get in a fight to see how well you I would do? I always have wanted to get into a fight. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, how satisfying would it be to just throw a punch and you just break their nose? That would be, like, the best fight feeling ever, besides just a one-punch knockout. You deviated my septum. <laughs> like, I don't know. That would just be whew, adrenaline out the ass. Uh, favorite parts? Um... My favorite parts were when he killed people that mattered because he did it right. They weren't always flashy and they weren't super fucked up and gory. I mean, a few of them were, but they worked. So there was these two brothers. They were the leads. They were the ringleaders of the whole organ and drug operation and child trafficking. And they had this like super soldier guy. But as soon as you saw that there was a bad guy who could kind of match the physical prowess of the main character, you're like, okay, there's going to be like an eight-minute fight of them duking it out on Mount Doom, the volcano. There's going to be the crazy shit. And then the end, dude, he was, uh, main character was fucking pissed. And uh, one of the brothers was like, hey, these are the eyes of the little girl. You fucked with the wrong people. She's dead now. So he killed a room full of people, and then it was him versus the final guy. Final guy had a gun, dropped it, gave him the mutual respect, knife to knife. But It happens in every movie like this. Yes. There's the showdown. Mm -hmm. Oh, and this one was so good. Like There was a little bit of back and forth, and then it just turned into stab in the chest like eight times and like bit his hand, and then just instead of holding the guy's knife hand back, he just bit it and like pushed it with his face to, so he could put his other hand on the the knife as well and really fucking dig it down into him. I do get tired of the, I got a gun, I can just kill you, but you know what? I'm going to make this fair. I'm going to throw down the gun and we're just going to go hand to hand or knife to knife or whatever. That that's That's tired. It's tired. I understand where you're coming from because in real life, 99% of the time, if you put down your gun or you don't have a gun and someone else does, they're just going to shoot you. That's what I would do like, to somebody. Like why, would they, why would they give you the opportunity to kill them whenever they have all the cards? Why am I going to up my chances of dying 
in order to show respect to this guy or to, I'm, you know what, I'm going to teach you a lesson and I'm just going to show you that I'm bigger and badder. Fuck no, I'm, I'm going to shoot you so <laughs> that way I can go home tonight and have dinner with my family. But to me, they're the great warriors of this movie. They're on another level. I, I, I've seen, like, there's this anime on Netflix where there was a similar thing. Like, there's this dude, and they're pretty even match, but one is clearly about to die if he doesn't back off and call it quits, and they're both willing to do that. But he's like, I love fighting you too much. Like, I gotta do this. Like, this is too good. I see it like that. They're like, this is the time of their life. These are, they can't find anyone that they can't insta-kill without expending any energy. Or you know what I mean. I see it like that, where it's like they have to. And there's also respect there. And I mean to have that kind of respect is crazy. Why would you ever do that? Just kill them. But I I, I can't help but mentally put it in their head as like, oh, they're seeing it like, man, I respect this guy. Like, let's fucking duke it out. I don't know. I think it's kind of it's it's stupid. Yeah. It's been way overdone. Maybe the first time you see it, it it's like, overdone. holy shit, this is great, but now you fucking expect it. I think but I'm okay with that formula because it always makes it more personal. And in a movie, I you can't really do that. Main character versus the biggest threat. You can't just have it be like Indiana Jones, you know, like the guy whipping around the sword and he just he just gets shot. Like you can't do that because then your movie is going to get really shitty scores everywhere because the payoff isn't there. All right, so don't let the guy have a gun. <laughs> you know, maybe the guy has like shot he all of his, his shuriken. <laughs> he shot all of his bullets and then he has to go to the knife. Don't make it where he puts down the gun and says, okay. And it's just fucking stupid. It's been done nine bajillion times. I'm fucking tired of it. Okay. I'm fucking tired Riddle of it. Riddle me this. So in this one, the guy did have ammo and he did put his gun down like to they have do the fight. All the fucking time. But it's less corny than like they're both like gun to each other's heads and they pull the trigger and it's click. Yeah. And they both that's stupid. That's stupider for sure. That's so much worse whenever both people have had infinite ammo for the entire movie. And then in the very end, they're both like click, click. Oh, shit. I'm out of ammo. All right. Let's duke it out. Karate style. Like that's that's so much worse. Okay, so I, you're I like, pointing to something worse to try to make your the other one sound a little bit better. I mean, yeah, it works, but at the same time, I like to see the respect slash stupidity move rather than the oh how unfortunate both of our guns are empty. I I had a shotgun, but I threw it on the ground after one shot. I can't go back and get it. Our our pistols are empty. Let's punch each other. That's so much worse. I did like it. Reminds me of a. Uh, the, the Princess Bride, when uh, Wesley is uh, climbing up the rope, and uh, I think they leave uh, either, either it's Andre the Giant or the Swordsman for him, and he gets all the way up the rope, and he's really tired, and the bad guy's like, you know what, just take your time and rest, we can do this in a little bit, and he's <laughs> like, no, I'm ready now, I was like, are you sure? I want you to be well, and I want you to be ready for this fight. You know, I, I haven't I, seen that movie in years. Yeah, I we, don't remember. We'll, that we'll have to watch that at some point. I just I forgot. I just gave some away. All um, I remember is Inigo Montoya. Yeah, kill my father. Yeah, and I think that's to die. I think that's him. I think he let Wesley. You are the man with six fingers. And they did a nice rapier fight and get stabbed in the heart or whatever. And Wesley wears black and he's with the princess and he. Uh, I I mean I don't. It's sad his fate. You know who he is, right? Yeah, to be trapped in that room <laughs> with that annoying fucker and that dead guy in the middle. Yeah. 
Oh, only to saw his own foot off to get out. Oh, game over. I really liked him in Princess Bride, <laughs> and just seeing him in Saw was like, are you, it, what, who, who are you? It's sad that I saw Princess Bride. I don't even know if I've seen it after I turned 10. I feel like I was younger than 10 years okay. old when I saw it. It's about time for it. I'll so, put it on my list now. It's so sad for me that he is so much more fresh in the Saw movie as the doctor uh, than he is in that, because I know he's good in that. I remember scenes where he's like in the fields with the girl, and I, I liked him. I always liked him. Yeah, he's great. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. But I won't be able to see him the same. It's tainted. But for, for you, you always knew him as Princess Bride guy and maybe the other shit he was in. Yeah, so it fucking broke my heart to see him in Saw. Yeah, but for me... He'll it, get redemption with you. <laughs> you can't redeem yourself for that. Of course you can. You'd have to win it like a... You'd have to be Leonardo DiCaprio to fucking redeem yourself for that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see one day. I, and I'll forgive him somewhat. Uh, my favorite part... Look, I haven't seen a lot of knife fights, but I can't imagine that I will ever see a better knife fighting montage or whatever oh. than, than this movie gave to you. And this movie had great sound effects as far as the knife plunging into people and twisting. Bones crunching oh my underneath gosh. the pressure of the knife. It was so great. Like he would... Like there was this one guy, like a whole group of people were following him and he was just dragging this guy by his arm. And as the people are following him, he's just slitting this guy's wrist and arm up. And, that was so fucking and, cool. And it was incredible. It was a power move <laughs> it was, to do that wrist yeah. flip. Oh, yeah. Like, you see this? Huh? Huh? You see this? But he's just fucking up people's shoulders and just putting it in their neck. And it was, oh, it so was amazing. It was amazing. And I'm, I'm not a gore whore like Jack is. This wasn't but, even gory. I mean, I, that was pretty gory. Go, those were gore sound effects. And there was a lot of blood. There was a lot of blood, and there was a lot of close-ups of stabbings and just right in the jugular. And Yeah, but... Dude, there was a lot of stabbing. Yeah, but stabbings, saying, gore is different. No, stabbings are different. That's true. Stabbings are hard, like... Stabbings are very severe. Somebody get hit with a with an arrow, somebody get shot. Man, stabbing okay. is just way, way... Yeah. It's so much more personal and up close and it, hard to watch. You feel it more than you feel a gunshot Yeah, he's shot by an arrow. He's just jabbing the knife in people's chests and sides and stomachs Neck. and legs, and it's just crazy. And like I said, I'm, I'm not a gore whore, and I'm not a, uh, a, a violence whore <laughs> in my <laughs> movies, but that was absolutely incredible, and uh, I, I got a little little hard during that. Very good action sequences. All right, bucket of chicken. Um, it's hard not to give it to the main character, man. I, I have to give it to him. He was just too perfect. He did everything how I liked it, and it just it worked out. And he did it for a really good cause. He's saving a little girl. Yeah, I got to give my bucket of chicken to him and his uh, knife fighting skills. Oh, uh, yeah. Unlike anything I've ever seen in a movie. All right, score time. 100. Really? I, I It was slow. And you know, for me, I loved all of Gladiator and then the ending fucked everything up. So it got a 61 or whatever. This movie, it was slow. I never checked out. I didn't either. It was an hour 59 minutes. I do feel like it felt like 220 it was a little long. It, it felt longer than it was. Some could have been cut out for sure. Yeah, but it wasn't too slow to get me checked out. I didn't lose any interest at all. I, I liked the whole movie. And then the ending was just 
He saved her. She was alive. They had that last hug. They leave it open there. Not like, oh, they don't show his trial or some bullshit. That would have been so bad. They don't show anything after the final hug. The the villain kills were the best. His Kill Bill Crazy 88 scene, that was just great. And it was in the same kind of room, a big royal kind of looking room. Just killed a bunch of fucking dudes. Like uh, It was just perfect. And I'm happy because my bar was low. <laughs> so far, yeah, Korean films, uh, Korean action films specifically, have really uh, let me down in the past. Uh, not naming any names. <laughs> but, I think we already named them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but this one was great. And I feel like even if my bar was high, this would get a 100 because I, I just loved this movie. I was surprised as well. It's just awesome. So maybe at this point you should be like, all right, we're just going to close the door on uh, Korean action movies. I can't. Well, you just you go out on top, man. Like John Elway won the Super Bowl and retired, man. That's that's what you do. You go out on top. You don't come back for another season and and do terrible. You just don't do it, man. <laughs> you just don't want to. I don't want to sit through another sit hard through boiled. <laughs> but I'm sure I will. Yeah, you probably will. Uh, you know, I talk shit about this movie, and I talk shit about this the stupid the stuff that's been overdone, it didn't really affect my score in this because they did it well. Mm -hmm. And I think you do get jaded the more that you see the same stuff. And it's like, man, I know what's going to happen. You know, you, you basically, I mean, there's a bajillion movies like this, right? Really are. But when they're done well, they're still a joy to watch. And this one was done well. I, I'm not 100. Uh, I'll give it a 92. That's... Yeah. I'm glad you're giving it that high. It was done really, really well. The guy was a badass. He was a believable badass. I don't know. It, it was just done well. Yeah, and this movie also, it went dark. It wasn't too afraid to go dark that they had a hotel of kids and they they literally showed a scene where the oldest girl there was like, oh, she gets to go home now, say goodbye. All the little kids are like, bye. You know she's about to just go get cut open and everything inside her is going to get sold. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they showed that shit. They showed a lady who had insane stitches. Because I don't know why they stitched her back up. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> that seems like a waste of time. Yeah. You cut someone open, they're dead, and you take everything out of them. Why are you... I don't know. But they went dark, I like that. And they weren't fully predictable. I mean, it had all of the major key points of these movies, like, oh, he fights the guy who's his equal. Oh, he gets revenge. Oh, he saves the day. The bad guy's the very last. Oh, he he was not looking super good, and then, oh, he got shot, and then, oh, he transformed. They had all of that. He got shot. Oh, man, that's a gut shot. What's going to happen? Oh, he's going to find his old buddy <laughs> yeah, who can, who can fix him happen. up. But it wasn't fully predictable. Some of the other ones, you could say something, and 10 seconds later, fuck it, even five seconds later, it'll happen. And you can do that for the whole movie. I couldn't do that this whole movie. It followed the formula, but it did keep you guessing at some point. It did. So and it gets bonus points for that, too, for me. Okay. All right. Got anything else? I don't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 120 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. We are fresh out of questions for Ask Jack, and uh, we all want to know what Jack thinks about certain things. <laughs> so if you have a question that you would like to ask him, you can uh, send it via email, moviemuggin at gmail.com. So again, we appreciate you listening. Have yourself a Movie Muggin day.
Well, just picture me hitting it from behind right now. 